Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You are now listening to The War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 109 of the College Loop Podcast, and day three of our game week weekly special. That's all going to be leading up to a very, very special Thursday live stream. That's going to be very fun to watch and very fun for y'all to interact with everybody that's going to be on there. Tar, are we ready to tell everybody what's going to be on there? Or should we just should let's go to Twitter and go? No, I'm, I'm holding it up right now. Um, we've got a star-studded, jam-packed lineup that you don't want to miss on Thursday. We're going to lead things off with Jonathan Conley, our group of five analysts here at the College Loop. He's going to be talking UMass for the first 10 minutes. And then at 7.15, we've got Vince Wilfram. He'll be talking quarterbacks. Ike is going to be talking about breakout players. Mike G, receiver room. Dustin from the uh, Uptempo podcast is going to be talking front seven. Blake from Uptempo, DB Outlook. Jacob Hillman from AU Sports Network will be on the show talking stat leaders in 2023. Jacob Waters of the Auburn Plainsman, top five most important games. And Zachary Card of who knows what Auburn Student Media at this point. I believe Eagle Eye TV still uh, will yeah, be joining us at the and capping it off at 8.30, talking about Auburn's floor and ceiling. And then after that, we're going to be fielding questions from all of our viewers and listeners and beautiful people of the College Loop. Colin, Daniel, I'd ask you guys how you doing, you're doing, but I know y'all are pumped for this week. So the Dude. vibes got to be high. And yes, they're high. Good. Daniel, vibes vibes are high? Oh, vibes are, vibes are in the sky. I love to hear it. Let's make the vibes even better, and let's bring on our first guest for today, Mr. Noah Griffith of the Auburn Plainsman, formerly of the Opelika Observer, and I believe at this point, Noah, a personal friend of Paul Feinbaum. I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. He texts me. Every other day, so me. Oh yeah, just just flex on us a little bit, huh? Why don't you? I, I'm I'm going to take that as truth, and we're we're going to roll with it. I'm going to start the rumor mill. Noah, how are you doing, my man? It is so good to have you back on the college loop. I'm doing great, man. I'm ready for Saturday. I can tell you that. Football is here, my friend. We are all ready for Saturday, and this is going to shock you, but we're talking Auburn football. <laughs> right here on the College Loop podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna open this one up. Noah, first and foremost, your last semester as a student at Auburn University, and I'm, I'm gonna open it this way. How much are you just trying to soak every moment in? Because even the buzz of campus that week leading up to the first game is something different. Yeah, I mean, the difference from last year, where everybody was just like hoping. Or not the worst, not the disaster to this year. Like actually having some hope of winning a winning season. Um, yeah, it did. It's a lot more buzz than there was last year. It, I think it will be fun to see how it plays out. We're certainly excited um, to see how things shake out, and excited for you and Colin both um, to enjoy your last seasons as students. Um, soak up every minute. My last game as a senior was the Auburn uh, Alabama overtime debacle with TJ Finley. So I really don't want to, don't want wish that upon anybody. But I think you guys are in much better hands. I'm going to open up the discussion here first, Noah, and then I'm going to I'm going to throw it to Colin, Daniel, Dylan. We're going to kind of pick your brain about this 2023 squad. First year of Hugh Freeze, Peyton Thorne's your starting quarterback. He's been named a captain. I know Dylan's going to touch base on that here in here in a minute, and, and make sure we cover those bases. What is your 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 overall outlook and, and players that you're looking to to really have impactful seasons, whether they're already proven guys or unproven guys going into 2023? Yeah, I would see number one would be Keldrick Ball. 
um, you're trying to rebuild those trenches this year, and that's the guy I think can do it for you. Um, he's going to be a monster getting up to the quarterback, and that's going to be tested from week one, I feel like. Um, facing a dual-threat quarterback, I think he had, what, 100? You mess this quarterback at 100 rushing yards and over 200 passing yards last week. So that's going to be tough from the start. Um, that's one big on defense. And on offense, I'm excited to see who will break out a receiver. Um, like everyone else, I'm kind of hoping Shane Hooks, Shane Hooks is not just all, all tall. There's a lot of hype about him. Um, but at the same time, I went to SEC Media Days last year, and I came home thinking Corey Moore was the best sleeper in the world. Um, and that didn't quite play out, so I'm excited to see if the hype is for real this year with him. Coin Moore, my boy. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, watch my boy Coin Moore. Uh, he's 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 gonna he's gonna do some special stuff this year. Gentlemen, um, George. yours. I like it. Yeah, I think he could. I think he could still break out this year. I don't think it it's over for him after last year. It's not too late. Trust Dylan. Go ahead. I saw you. Tari, Tari, you're about out here selling that Kool Aid for Coy Moore. When, I don't even think he's. He's listed at the third string wide receiver behind Jair Shorter and Amari Kelly. Trust, well, so. trust. He's going to get reps on Saturday, though. He, he's going to get reps on Saturday. Everyone's going to get reps on Saturday. We've established that. I'm telling you, it's not over for him. As long as he doesn't throw the ball, like it's. As long as he don't get the ball stripped out like he did against LSU again. If that ever happens again. Oh, boy. But you brought up the captains and. It, it was an interesting list because uh, you have a cap. There's two transfers on here in the captain's list. I mean, you have Cam Stutz and Luke Deal, who Luke Deal is not even a not even a starter, and he's listed as a captain. That just shows that his his uh, impact on the team. But Elijah McAllister and Peyton Thorn both becoming captains after, of course, yeah, transferring in from different schools. Uh, but I mean, I, I think that pretty much sets us all that Peyton Thorn is the dignified starter, at least for week one. The bare minimum. Well, are Sir? these um are these captains just for week one or this is this the whole season? This is the, like this our is the main year. Day? Yeah. So I think you'll see a little little bit of Peyton then. Yeah, I, I think that seeing a little bit of Peyton is 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 probably an understatement, yes. <laughs> I still think that Robbie Ashford is still very much in the cards. I know some people that comment on the show don't think as highly of Robbie Ashford as I do. But I'm here to say that I fully believe what Robbie Ashford can do, and I'm looking right at the camera when I say that too. <laughs> I've learned my lesson about commenting on Robbie Ashford things. So I just give my mouth at this time. You know what? I don't want you to mute your mouth. I, I want to hear your thoughts on on, on Robbie Ashford's uh, role on this team and, and and how he fits in. Is there a world where Robbie Ashford is is a starting quarterback by the time this thing's all said and done? Noah, I want to hear what you think. Um, my predictions that that will that will be the case. Um, he's a guy that his skills are so much elevated in game and live game. Um, I just I think he's gonna really benefit from getting reps the first three weeks and having you don't have the toughest competition the first three weeks. If he can get in the game and show off his skill set, which I think he will, that's just going to make him, make the coaching staff look back to him down the stretch. Vindication is the word I want to use there. And especially with that new online group, once it gets settled in, I think he's really going to thrive back there. I think that that is certainly on the table. Uh, and 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 the the hands not folded for Robbie Ashford yet either, folks. That's um, certainly not the case. Uh, Colin, I'm gonna let you you or Daniel go ahead and uh, rock paper scissors this one out for what, what we're gonna hit Mister uh, Mister Griffith with next. Okay, um, I'll let Daniel take it. I I, I stole from him yesterday. He's you showed it. Did. You showed it. That's so sweet of you. So Noah, what do you think some strengths are and some weaknesses are for this team? 
Um, I think bank strength is the secondary. Um, mm -hmm. You have studs back there, veteran guys. You might refer to Jalen Simpson and the newcomers like Kayan Lee. Um, I think that's, they're going to be one of the stronger secondaries in the SEC, um, which is uh, something, a glaring strength for them. Another strength, I think, will be the run game on the offensive side. You have several oh, good one-two punch with Hunter and Demari Austin, but you also have you know you have multiple guys you can get to there and who can do different things for you out of the backfield. Um, weaknesses, I think, like I mentioned, I really want to see a go-to receiver step up. You have several tight ends who can catch the ball, but I want to see a WR1 step up. So, yeah. That's my weakness until I see otherwise. Noah, you mentioned the DB room. We had Jacob Goins of ESPN 106.7 on yesterday. You're, you're acquainted with Jacob. Good dude. Great guy. Knows ball. He mentioned that there are a number of, of, of guys in that Auburn DB room that are going to be playing football on Sundays. Yeah. I think there's more that can be playing. Tell me if I'm overreacting or not and where you stand here. I think that of that entire DB room, I think that there's a majority of those guys that can and will play on Sundays. Is Am I, am I overreacting there? I, I don't think you're overreacting. I think me and my approach, it's a lot to, I don't want to say a lot to go first round, but he's, he could go for, I could definitely see him going first round in the draft this year. Um, Noah's cooking right now. I don't know. And then another guy I really like that kind of flies under the radar for most, I feel like, is Donovan Kaufman. Um, I really feel like he's just a quiet leader back there. Um, He always comes in with the timely hits. Um, one thing I do want to see more from those guys this year is turnovers. They didn't win the turnover battle to what, week seven or something like that last year? I want to see DJ James. I know he had a lot of near picks, near picks last year. I want to see them, especially in those first few weeks, get their hands on the ball. Winning the turnover battle, so, so, so important. And this and this DB room's got to be the, the lead of the charge. You know what? I think you're absolutely right. Uh, we know what DJ James can do. Um, I have been Nehemiah Pritchett truthing for a very long time. I say it almost every single show. I'm so glad to hear you say that you think that he's not necessarily a lock, but very likely to go in the first round of the NFL draft. I told Jacob Goins yesterday, I think he's going to be all SEC at the end of this year. Um, I think this is one of the premier DB rooms in the country. Dylan, you're, you're, I know that you're about, you're about to chime in, but I also want to kind of expand kind of on the other side of the ball. Noah mentioned um, for, for a moment there briefly about the running backs being a strength. Is this the best and deepest running back room in the country, Noah? I, I, I It has certainly got a claim. It, it has an argument. I, I would go as far to say as in the country. Um, Demari Austin is a guy with, he runs really tough and really physical, but He's not exactly proven. He had under 100 rushing yards last year. So I really want to see it happening in his top competition. But um, I think that's a group with the high upside. And Jeremiah Cobb, if he can play into that as well, I think a lot of the younger guys will benefit from reps. And like I said, a lot of those O-line men are coming in our transfers. Um, once they kind of gel and mess together, but we, you know, you you got to gel for the Georgia and LSU games. Um, that's really going to force you to come together as a team. And I think down the stretch, we're going to see some some different guys touch the ball for them, and it is going to be one of their deepest positions. Yeah, and don't forget my boy Brian Batie or Sean Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just. Just dudes on dudes on dudes that can just step up and, and run physically. Dylan, I'm going I'm to let you go in there before, uh, before Colin hops in. 
Yeah, I was uh, going to backtrack back to the DBs for a second because it's, it's worth mentioning when you talk about turnovers in this defensive back room, how good Ron Roberts has been at producing turnovers in, with his defense. I mean, you go back to 2021 when that Baylor defense won them the Big 12, and they had 19 interceptions that year. And that's Ron Roberts. That is now the defense that Auburn will be running, the 4-2-5. Uh, and you're introducing that scheme that's very deep defensive back or uh, friendly. Oh, there we go, like user friendly, DB friendly. And you're going to go into a league that's going to they want to pass the ball. I know we have some teams that want to run the ball a lot. Ole Miss, Arkansas, and A and M. Sometimes they'll do a little bit of both. And Georgia, they'll, I don't know if they'll run the ball as much with their running back issues they've been having. But Alabama is going to want to pass the ball more so than not. Mississippi State is still running an air raid. And, I mean, all these teams are going to try to do something different. Lane Kiffin, he's going to use Quentin Duncan so much, but he's going to enlist Jackson Dart's arm talent for what it's worth. And when you have team players like DJ James, Nemai Pritchett, Kyan Lee, Champ Anthony, Jalen Simpson, who I, spoiler alert, thinks, thinks is going to lead Auburn interceptions this year, uh, and Zion Puckett, if he can, if he's developed well, I, I think he has because he's the starter going into the season. I think you're going to have a season where Auburn can actually force turnovers in the air, win 50-50 balls. And DJ James, I mean, he's he's already been a master class at batting the ball down and almost catching it. But I, I think he could turn a lot of those. It's like when we talk about uh, going back to Ike Irish turning doubles into home runs. Can DJ James turn PBUs and interceptions? That was a hell of an analogy. Um, I like it, but it was a hell of an analogy, Mr. Byersdorf. So, what about the last DB, the last starting DB we've not mentioned, Keontae Scott? I feel like you can't overlook him, especially after he he beat out Donovan Coffin for the starting spot at star. Um, this is a, a JUCO guy that came in here last year and really improved as the season went on, as as most of our DBs did, especially after um, the firing of Brian Harson. But um, this is someone that will be impactful not only at, at star, but he's going to be returning punts. So he's got impact all over the field here. And I'm sure he'll be playing on kick return and, and all that. So just big impact from a, a Juco guy, which you got love to see. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to return footballs because I'm telling you right now, folks, uh, gentlemen, if I'm a head coach of anybody playing Auburn, I'm looking at my kicker and saying, don't kick the ball to Brian Batie. Keep the ball away from that dude. And because, inverse. Kick it right to him. Yeah, Dylan's actually going to start uh, reverse psychology. He's going to start gaslighting people into thinking Brian Batie was the anti-All-American anti uh, last year, uh, kick returner. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Keontae Scott. And, and I'm, I'm actually glad that you, that you mentioned that column because we'd, we'd be remiss to, to mention his development. Like you said, this DB room, Noah, the reason I'm so high on them, not just off talent alone. If you go back and you watch post the firing of Brian Harson, And if I've said it once, I've said it a million times, this DB room was flat out good last year. They all got better. And it's, it's almost like when there's a, complete shift within the schematics from the top it frees up guys to play well they were playing the freest football they've ever they've ever played in their lives and probably ever will play again but it, it gives you the opportunity to actually not feel like you're compartmentalized uh, and limited in terms of what you can do um we're not out of this world crazy for thinking this could be an upper echelon if not best db room in the end in the conference right but i don't think so I think you might be spot on with that. It, uh, I mean, we know Georgia's got dudes. Um, we, we know that for a fact. LSU's kind of an interesting question mark there. Um, a lot of unproven guys in that secondary, but LSU, I think a lot of us think can be very, very good potentially win the West. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Colin, do you have a follow up for Mr. Griffith? Um, I guess maybe just, this is open to, to Noah first, but the whole group, um, floor and ceiling. For this season for these Tigers. Yeah. I feel like I'm about average on this. I would say the ceiling would be nine wins, probably. Um, and this is not include a bowl game, so nine regular season wins. I think the toss-ups in the schedule are probably AM and Arkansas. Um, for me, if you win those two games, I could see them getting nine wins. 
if you lose those two games, you're at seven wins. And I would say the floor is probably six wins. Um, is a six-win season a failure? Noah? I may have stumped him, guys. Yeah. That question really all this season is all about building. Just it's about taking step steps out from last year. Not one step, but multiple steps. Um and to do that, I wouldn't necessarily base it on the win total alone. It's about it's about building momentum against those rivals and taking a step up in the division. So I think you you need to be those Mississippi teams and not be at the bottom, be a bottom feeder in the SEC West. Um, and you've got to compete. Compete. Um, I don't think we beat. It's realistic to think we beat Alabama or Georgia, but competing those games, we're going to have recruits at those games um, that need to think. There's a reason they can come here and flip the script and hopefully get us to the top of that food chain in the SEC. Um, so it's about flipping momentum. It's about taking steps forward, even if you don't necessarily get W's in every game, I think. I like that answer. Um, Colin, I'm only nixing this for the rest of everybody else because we're going to talk about this on Thursday, even though some of us decided we didn't need to be on the stream Thursday. That's all right. Um, so apparently some people have to work. Uh, I, yeah. I am going to throw out, out to you real quick, Noah, before we, before we let you get out of here. If Auburn were to pull off one upset this year, and that does not include the Ole Miss game. Um, okay. when I say one upset, I mean of Alabama, Georgia, LSU, mm-hmm. who is Auburn most likely to upset in 2023? Out of those three, I would have to go with Alabama. Um, okay. Just. Yeah. Y'all know the vibes. I mean, they don't – it's just – it's based off of vibes. And they don't have that guy quarterback. They're unsure about themselves right now. Um, they don't have a Bryce Young to drive, make a 98-yard drive in the last minute of the game. So, if Auburn's defense can play like they did in the 21-iron bowl, I think you come out with the win. I love it. I'm not I'm not predicting that will happen, but I think it's definitely a possibility. I love it. Noah, tell everybody where they can find you, love you, support you, watch you as a recurring guest on Paul Feinbaum at this point. Um, tell everybody where they can where they can go support you. Yeah, so I'm actually with the Plainsman this semester for my last semester at Auburn. Um, I work with Daniel in the new section at all. Also, be doing some sports, some sports stuff still, of course. Um, it's always going to be on my heart a lot in the sports section. Um, I'm doing some high school football coverage for the Black Observer. Let's go. Um, yeah. A little so, Braves, Braves today, no? Oh, yeah, Braves today as well. I'll be doing some coverage here and there for them throughout the rest of the school. Incredible season, which I think I, I'm just waiting for the moment. Akuni hits 30-60. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming for sure. Noah, thank you so much for joining us today, folks. Uh, if you haven't already followed him, uh, what, what's your Twitter handle, Noah? Uh, Noah GG01. That's right. Uh, make sure you go follow him on Twitter. Follow, Check out all of his written work. One of the most talented journalistic minds at, at Auburn University. We've got three of them in this uh, in this call right now. So, um, certainly a pleasure speaking with you. We will touch base with you soon. Enjoy your last first home game as a student. Uh, enjoy the week. Make sure you take care of those academics because gosh knows uh, someone's got to keep up the slack for Colin and Daniel. So without further ado, we will uh, we'll let you go. We will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you all. Thanks for having me back. That was Noah Griffith of the Auburn Plainsman joining the show today. Guys, that was a ton of fun. Um, Colin? That one had me feeling a little loopy after that interview. I feel a little loopy. How do you feel? Just a little loopy. I mean, I'm I'm feeling pretty loopy. I don't know about you. Daniel, is there a T-shirt we could we could possibly purchase uh, somewhere in this universe that could help us depict how loopy we're feeling? Daniel. Yeah. <laughs>
So you can head over to thewarreport.com and get this amazing T-shirt in five different colors, like three different grays. There's a black. There's like two different blues. Man, this is the shirt. Very, very comfortable. Um, 10 out of 10 proctologists recommend. Um, it'll get you going good on the other end. I love it. I love it. Make sure you, you can check that out at thewarreport.com or pick it up in the link in any description of any way you are watching this or listening this to this podcast. All right, guys. No Griffith. Absolutely rock the house. We're going to keep rocking it. We're about to bring on a dude who knows Cruton better than anybody in this arguable universe, uh, sources are saying. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Hugh Freeze is doing on the Cruton Trail and his expectations for 2023 and the Auburn Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stream, Mr. Caleb Jones. Scoob as we know him. <laughs> Caleb, how are we doing today, my man? Man, you know I had to uh, get right with the, the nickname there. and <laughs> Just for you guys. No, I, I loved it. I, I love that it's uh, Caleb in quotes Scoob Jones. I will refer, refer to you exclusively as Scoob, as I have done in more than one press conference. Um, so that's that's how you do it, I guess. So we'll uh, we'll move forward. All right, I know that you've not talked at all about Auburn football recently, so we decided to reach out to you. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is, <laughs> and uh, wanted to touch base with you a little bit here. We're going to talk at that kind of at the end of this um, while we've got you about what this 2023 season looks like. But I wanted to open it up first. You're the recruiting guy. You're the guy we come to. You're my only trusted recruiting source. Um, and and you, you actually crystal balled me to Auburn when we were in high school before we knew each other. Crazy but true. Anyways, um, I'm firing up all kinds of rumors right now, Caleb. It's crazy. Let's talk right now. You've been spending time out on the out on the the Friday Night Lights trail on on the high school football grind. Which folks, if you've never done it. Daniel gets it. I get it. Caleb gets it. Friday night football coverage. Uh, Friday night lights is a different monster and, and, and it is an exhausting entity and also a ton of fun. Talk it's to tremendous. us about some of the guys you've been able to go watch uh, and, and some guys that, that you're really, really excited to see come onto the planes uh, in terms of how special they can be as, as collegiate football players to this point in that class of 24. Yeah, well, you're right about one thing and Covering high school football and going to all these games is definitely a grind. I've consumed just despicable amounts of Taco Bell at like two in the morning uh, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. So, oh, you're, you're uh, coming, you. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's terrible. I'm setting myself up for a horrible life. But no, I think uh, I think I've seen two games so far. I, I traveled. Last Thursday, I traveled to Op, Alabama, which is uh, very south of Montgomery. It's about two and a half hours from Auburn. That was a It's fun also drive. the home of the Rattlesnake Rodeo. It is home to the Rattlesnake Rodeo. That's one thing that I learned about Op down there. They got a cool stadium. They were playing uh, Andalusia, who's their, their cross-town rival. And uh, Andalusia has this guy. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. His name's Jamarian Burnett. He's committed to Auburn. He's a running back. Um, he didn't play that much because Andalusia kind of – Kind of whooped Op's tail a little bit, but uh, in, in in the quarter that Jamarian Burnett did get carries, uh, I saw a lot of good things from him. You know, he's he's got he's he's got a massive build for a running back. He's six foot one. He's fast. He's he can accelerate. He's he's got like the same build like, like Tank Bigsby. Like if I'm looking at you know recent comparisons that I can make, he, he's just he's six one is kind of big for a running back i think but he definitely has that sec frame that you kind of look for you know sure also a fun fact about op alabama um that is the hometown and birthplace of one lisa tar just just thrown out there i think uh i think justin ferguson's from there as well is he really i i believe so i i don't quote me on that i he's he commented something when i posted that i was an op and i think he is from op i don't know but. All right, I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna get the um what's it called the family tr whatever it is where you can find out who you're related to because if I find oh, out ancestry.com yeah that one yeah ancestry.com and find out Justin Ferguson and I are like 18th cousins like that's on the table and that'd be kind of weird to find out so <laughs> you never know any other any other names that you've been able to go watch or kind of in person that you've been impressed with uh, or guys that are on your radar coming up that you're gonna get to watch this week yeah I uh, last Friday I uh, I got to go see. Malik Autry and Opelika play Thompson, and the scoreboard says Thompson won 44-13, to 13, and you may think, oh, my gosh, they got slaughtered. 
Um, Opelika held in there pretty good. Uh, it was just the their offense really wasn't, you know, able to do much anything, do much of anything, and so I think Opelika's just defense was just gassed by the by the second half, and that's kind of when Thompson took over. But um, Malik Autry, Auburn's twenty twenty five commit. He's a defensive end. He, he was definitely the biggest guy out there on on defense. And uh, Thompson did a good job of kind of keeping him uh, like as he you could tell that Thompson had game planned as this is the guy that we have to block and protect Trent Seabrook from because uh, I mean he he's a big dude uh, he's he's lining up there and it's like I said earlier that he he's only a he's only a junior but he's bigger than everybody else on the field um, but yeah uh, it's it's gonna be interesting kind of see how he develops uh, along the way. Uh, especially just because, you know, he's, he's still got some time. He's a junior this year. He'll have a senior season, obviously, and everything like that. As far as some guys that I'm, I'm going to see, the plan was to go watch TJ Lindsay and ING Academy play Thompson on Thursday, but that's not going to happen anymore. That game's been canceled uh, due to travel uh, issues with IMG Academy and, of course, uh, and of course the hurricane that's kind of happening there. Um, so instead, I think Thursday I may go check out a 2025 prospect named Zion Grady, who plays down at Charles Henderson High School uh, in Troy. Um, he's he's going to be a big name to, to kind of keep an eye on down the road. And then Friday, I'm going to go uh, watch Amon Lane and Moody take on Silicaga. Very I'm, nice. I'm, uh, my family, a.k.a. my father and my grandmother. So gonna going to try and, you know, go, go watch some, some quality football and then get some quality family time in as well. There you go. A little bang for your buck there, huh? Oh, yeah. But the, right. the plan is going to be I'm, I want to spend as much time on the road as I can in this fall. So the plan is to see as many Auburn commits as I can this year. Uh, so Thursdays and Friday nights are, are looking pretty booked up for me. So it's going to be fun. I, um, I'm, I imagine that you are running on caffeine and Taco Bell, like you said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rain energy drinks. Uh, they they're not sponsoring me at all, but rain energy drinks have kind of been my go-to. And then I get home and I'm just so exhausted. But there's Taco Bell, so I and I know I need to eat, so I eat the Taco Bell and then I go home and I wake up and I say, "Oh my God, that was terrible. I'm never eating Taco Bell at two o'clock in the morning ever again." <laughs> and then I do the same thing uh, that the following night. So, right on, right on, Mr. Locke. Go ahead, Dylan. I was saying it is worth mentioning as well that Friday we also get another uh, commit versus commit matchup because Andalusia is and uh, Fat Burnett are going against Jaden Lewis as well. So a little another little Auburn versus Auburn. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's right gonna there. be a fun one too. Uh, I know those two guys; they have a lot of respect for each other. They they know each other quite well. So I mean, Hopefully that's that's gonna be a fun watch. Then what'd you say? They don't. They don't hit each other too much, you know. Yeah, no, they 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 got a job to do, and they're gonna they're gonna do it. I don't know if y'all saw Jaden Lewis' stats from last week, but uh, that was ridiculous. Like four touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns, like 300, uh, 302 all-purpose yards. He, he's pretty good, good player. Yeah, is that yeah. good? Yeah, he's pretty good. But sources are saying Caleb Jones <laughs> being our source. Daniel Flores yours. So, Caleb, as we all know, um, Auburn lost yet another high-rated recruit out of Central Phoenix City this cycle. Do you ever see this curse being broken of Central Phoenix City kids not coming to Auburn? Man, I don't know. I think it's just going to take, you know, the, the right – I, I, I want to say, like, the, it's just going to take the right kid. And I'm not saying Cam Coleman wasn't the right kid, but there were other factors that, that kind of played in that. You know, like with Texas A&M and everything, like it's just about opportunity. And so, in in a way, when you do look at some of these kids uh, and you do see, oh, they're close to Auburn, maybe they, maybe that you don't, you think, okay, maybe they're an Auburn lock. But in some cases, maybe maybe some of these kids they haven't had a chance to really, you know, uh, to to explore other places. You know, I I've lived in Alabama my entire life. Uh, you know, and I've lived in Auburn for the last five, you know, getting a change of scenery is not necessarily a bad idea sometimes, you know, so in, in some battles, maybe being the hometown team or the closest team can provide you a little bit of a disadvantage, if that makes sense, because maybe it's, it's you know, they want to get out and explore a little bit, you know, 
But I, I think it's just, you know, it's a matter of time. And, and Central just puts out so many good recruits every year. Pat Nix has done a, a really good job over there, especially producing wide receivers and things like that. Um, it's, it's just going to, it's going to be a matter of time. I think it's, there's just so many, there's so many good recruits that are coming out of central Phoenix city. You notice when you miss on one. And, That's right. And Auburn lock that those two words are there have been the theme of this off season and recruiting cycle. Because there have been so many commits, starting with Cam Coleman. Uh, you go into the week before he commits. Oh, this is an Auburn lock. He's been crystal balled. He's been predicted. And uh, he, then he went to AM. Then you get to, like, even I think more, more recently, like KJ Bolden going into that week, it was like, oh, well, he had a really good uh, Big Cat weekend. I guess he's an Auburn lock now. So he got crystal balled. He got predicted to Auburn. Is there some, is there like some kind of inside? thing going on where all these crystal balls and these predictions are just turning out wrong uh i mean they're at the end of the day these are 16 and 17 year old kids and you can only know so much i mean i'm sure we're all young enough to remember what we were like when we were 16 and 17 you know or or right there in that kind of age range these kids they're making a decision that not only impacts them but impacts their families' lives as well this is a decision that could like it, it literally does change their life. You know, where they go to college is, is such a such a factor in how the rest of their life could pan out just because of, of the talent and the work that they've put in. And it is it is really difficult when you have all of these coaches, you know, telling you how much they want you to be a part of their program. Uh, so many coaches of high caliber programs that maybe you grew up watching and there's a lot of pressure from these coaches for you to commit to their program. And you have to kind of sit back and, and look at, okay, well, what's the right decision for me? What's the right decision for my family? And so if you look at a guy like KJ Bolden or a guy like Cam Franklin or, or some of the other guys that Auburn's kind of, you know, maybe missed out on or, or been crystal balled to, to Auburn. I, it's just, it's one of those things where, some of these kids won't make up like they won't have that final decision until that very day. You know, that like some of them know about, you know, two weeks, maybe a month before their, their commitment day. But there's a reason why there, there's a reason why, why some, some crystal balls don't necessarily, you know, go, go the, the way that they were predicted to. And that's because schools recruit up into up until the very last moment. We saw it last year with Tony Mitchell, you know, with Tony Mitchell, who was who was expected to flip at some point to Auburn, particularly on early signing day. And Alabama was recruiting him hard and hard and hard up until, you know, the night before. And he ended up going to Alabama still. You know, it you, you saw Keldrick Falk, who was committed to Florida State for so long uh, and, and even stayed even stayed uh committed to Florida State after Hugh Freeze was hired immediately and everything like that. And it took about a month for Hugh Freeze to get in there and just really build that relationship up. And on signing day, that's when Keldrick Falk made the decision. You know, it was just, it's one of those things where for a lot of these kids, it's a huge decision. And and sometimes it does come down to the last moment, you know? So you can crisp the ball as much as you want. And with some kids, you're going to have a pretty good idea of, you know, where they're going. But with others, it's it's you can crystal ball all you want, but not all of them are going to be right. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a 16 or 17 year old's decision. Recruiting is, is crazy because everything's always changing. In the ever dynamic world. And I'm, Daniel, I'm going to kind of go back to your question for a second. And I'm, I want to make sure. This is... Okay. Okay, that's fine. All right, we'll move on. I'm, no, I'm moving forward. It's fine. Uh, Scoob, do you think that Auburn should buy in more to being the only SEC school with the Buckies into the recruiting? Do you think they should buy more <laughs> into that? I'm not gonna lie, that graphic. I'm not like a huge fan of it. I think it's, I think it's silly, and I think it's fun. I'm all for the fun graphics. You know, the the Penn State graphic where it says, like, you know, the Penn State football players appeared in every Super Bowl except for like. I don't 22. know, except for like 22 or whatever it was. 
I'm all for the fun graphics. Uh, and if you got a you got a big fan of Bucky's or, or something, play into it. Sure, yeah, but <laughs> it, it's just one of those things. It's a it's a graphic at the end of the day. It's fun. <laughs> Colin, I know you're eagerly waiting, but I do want to expand on Daniel's comment about uh, Central Phoenix City. And I want to make sure everybody knows that this is in no way me interpreting anything that Caleb Jones said. In no way him will he ever endorse this, nor do I expect him to. It's going to help a lot when Pat Nix isn't coaching there anymore. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to call a spade a spade, um, which you would think would have the inverse effect. But I, I personally believe that um, Patrick Nix, while your head football coach is never, should not and, and typically will not, uh, and interfere too much in your recruiting process. I certainly don't think the Knicks family speaks very highly of Auburn right now. Um, and, and and I don't know how that bridge is ever mended, if it is, unless there's like a Bo Nix Jr. in like 18 years. Um, other than that, I don't I don't know that that's that that's feasible. So um, I think that it'll be uh, things things may get a little better um, when when Patrick Nix is no longer the 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 at the, 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 the steering wheel of that ship there, and that sounds a little bit barner of me, but that's just kind of how I feel. Colin, floor is yours. So yeah, um, I'll bring I'll bring two questions to the mix here. Um, one is a little more important than the other one. I guess I'll let you decide on that. But so first one, um, I'll say any big recruits coming here. I know it's week one, but do we have are we playing host to any big time names? And two. What's that Taco Bell order? Yeah. Uh, so this weekend, um, don't have a complete list yet. Uh, I, I think most of the guys that you're going to see visiting are going to be kind of your local products, you know, your in-state guys. This is like you said, it's not a very big game. Uh, you're going to see a lot of the commits there, though. That A lot of them are going to be really anxious and really excited to kind of see the product that Hugh Freeze puts on the field in game one. So you're, it's going to be – you're, you're going to see a lot of the commits kind of coming in. And then, again, a lot of local products, state guys, or some guys that are close by. Uh, when it goes to Taco Bell, uh, it kind of varies depending on how hungry I am and how much money's in my bank account. Uh, so, I don't Both know. Fair. I'll say this much. Like, the beefy crunch burritos back, what am I supposed to do? Not order it? So, I mean, that's <laughs> what I've been doing uh recently uh and then you have to go with the fire sauce obviously anything less you're a wimp anything more respect okay <laughs> any other questions for caleb jones while we have him at our disposal gentlemen what are the odds that the week of september 25th after texas a&m has signed off on the buyout check to jimbo fisher oh that God. we could hear a decommitment and a commitment to auburn from cam coleman Oh my gosh! I I saw. <laughs> I, where, did you tweet that out or something? Oh no! Yes, I did. Did you tweet it or was it on? It was on t- Twitter or Instagram or X or whatever. I don't know. Everything. Man. I don't know. That's gonna Cam Coleman's gonna be a tough guy to pull away from A and M. Um, but I'll, I'll say this much: losing Jimbo Fisher or let's say Texas A and M doesn't have the greatest season in the world or they get off to a bumpy start, and that bumpy start uh, turns into a very bumpy season, That I do think that does help Auburn's chances. But again, it, it, I, it's with any SEC commit, it's going to be tough to pull him away because Cam Coleman's a phenomenal player. Like He's a phenomenal talent. He's so good. He's, he's just... I don't know if y'all have seen that play from last season when Central played IMG Academy and yep. Cam Coleman uh, caught the ball and then you know proceeded to drag the entire IMG defense with him to about the the five yard line. But that that's a guy that Auburn's going to go after until signing day. Texas A&M is going to fight like hell to keep him, uh, regardless of what happens this season, and it's going to be a fun one to watch. Right on. Right on. Anything else for Mr. Caleb Jones? Yeah, I got one. Go for it, Daniel. When we go on the Buckies. When we go to Buggy right now, shoot, let's go. All right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, confession, this is gonna be my first time in Auburn since the Buckies has been constructed uh, this Dude, this weekend. So I, I feel stop con- there every time I go by it. I feel contractually obligated. I have a question now. 
this oh, okay. is this is non this is non Auburn football related. Um, but I recently saw where Mr. Harrison Tarr took a a whitewater rafting trip, and uh, I don't know if you if you're listening to this, I'm an avid whitewater rafter and kayaker. Um, if you've listened to the rundown, you know this on AuburnSports.com. But Mr. Harrison Tarr, I do want to know how did your rafting trip go? I saw where you were guiding your close friends down the 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 mighty Nantahala River up in uh, Bryson City, North Carolina. Oh yeah, lots of lots of serious class twos, um, and the biggest joke of a three you'll ever see in your life. Um, did not empty the boat once. Did not lose. Um, nobody nobody swam. Uh, so uh, yeah, I let a couple guys ride the bull through a couple of uh, of mid level twos. All right, um, there we go. That's a cool um, guide right there. The only uh, the only person that almost went out of the boat was me. Um, hey, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, and, uh, to no fault of anyone other than myself for, uh, being short, uh, just be honest with you, my, my foot lost grip, uh, in front of me because, uh, I'm short. Um, and, uh, that's really just how that went. Um, but I did, I did, I did think about you a lot actually while I was out in the the water. I was like, if I, if I empty this boat, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Um, so the only time we got hung up was uh, after we got through the three at the end and everyone was so excited that they got through a three that they didn't want to paddle. Um, and, uh, as you, as you well know, it's tough, uh, when you're in a, in a quick moving current, uh, to manually power the boat forward. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I think I find it pretty easy, but I'm sure you do. Sure <laughs> I do class fives in my sleep. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell everybody where they can find you, love you and support you. Yeah, uh, I'm over at AuburnSports.com, home of the bunker, the best message board on, on the interwebs. Y'all, y'all come check us out over there. We got some fun stuff going on, especially, especially now that football season's back in full swing. So that's AuburnSports.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at Caleb J underscore uh, Rivals. Go over there, check me out, follow me. Don't follow me, whatever. Uh, it's it's really up to you. So do what you want to do, I guess. Uh, buy me Taco Bell, send me Venmos, whatever. If you want my Venmo, just message me like at that point. So, but anyways, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the loop. I'm feeling quite loopy myself right now. I'm so, so glad you mentioned that, Caleb. We're going to, we're going to get you out of here. And then we're going to tell everybody about how loopy we're feeling. Ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Jones of Rivals Auburn Sports Network. Thank you so much for, for joining us today, buddy. Guys, I mean, sometimes the jokes just write themselves. I mean, some, sometimes they do. Um, and, and, and it is time, one more time, to remind everybody, Dylan, about how loopy I'm feeling. Do you want it or do you want me to get it? You know, I'll, I, I got it a lot. You got it. Okay. I'll get it next well, one. Well, there is the opportunity for you loop enthusiasts to purchase what sources are saying. Trust, sources, trust me, bro. The greatest T-shirt known to man on planet earth dylan if you throw it up on the screen real quick for those of you for those of the folks watching the youtube stream we've got five different colorways folks of the most comfortable t-shirt you will ever own it is the college loop war rapport podcast network co-branded feeling loopy t-shirt only available exclusive to the warport.com don't worry you don't have to type in the search bar you can go to any one of our descriptions for wherever you're watching or listening to the podcast you can click on the link in the description it'll take you right there put in your shirt size pick your favorite color and get that sucker before football season starts or for next week. It's okay if you want to wear it while you're watching the, the cow game. We're not going to hold that against you. That's awesome. That's great. But we spoke to 10 out of 10. Um, oh man, I'm going to go with audiologists that say that this actually shirt helps your, uh, helps your hearing as well. Um, I, I certainly need to wear it more than because gosh knows I am deaf. Colin Byersdorf, once again, an intern no longer. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Love you and support you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tar, tar. What? You know what time it is? What? It is time to preview. Oh, my gosh. Do we have one? It's time to preview the Iron Bowl. Oh, man. You almost got me there. You almost got me there. I thought thought you were about to say it's time for Bagman with Byersdorf, and I was so ready. (laughs) I was so, so ready. You're right. We are going to preview the Iron Bowl. We're not going to spend a ton of time today on it because we're already at 48 minutes. Um, So, Colin, don't tell everybody where they can find you. Love you. Or do. I don't really care. We can skip you, skip you later. It doesn't bother me. Don't follow me. Yeah, that's actually a great call. You can't spell his <laughs> last name anyways, so um, it really doesn't matter. Dylan, open up the floor real quick about uh, – let's talk a little bit about Iron Bowl to wrap up our season long – or I guess off-season long season preview for the 2023 Auburn Tigers. Until next week when we preview the bowl game so we all pick for Auburn. <laughs> we really should have scheduled this to finish last week, but anyways. But, yeah, looking 
we have we have now entered the last game preview and it all planned out very nicely up until uh we supposed to do it yesterday we forgot but we're doing it today Hugh Freeze walks into his first season on the plane and he gets to welcome the Alabama Crimson Tide and Jordan Hare Stadium in his first year as a head coach. The, I believe, the last time, did, did Brian Harson? Oh, yeah, I guess never mind. I was about to say the last time it was Gus Malzahn, but it was not because Brian Harson somehow uh, mustered his way into that uh, and ruined it. Uh, but. Hugh Freeze has a bit of a resume when it comes to playing Nick Saban. And Auburn has a bit of a resume when they are an eight-plus win team when it comes to playing Nick Saban. And it's a very interesting game to go into because right now Auburn has a quarterback. Bama does not. And I we, I think Jalen Milrow is going to be the guy. As I think it, it just have yet to announce this Milrow. Uh, but... This game's going to be interesting. Currently, Auburn is given a 10.9% chance to beat Alabama, and Bama's currently a 13-point favorite. But, Colin, I'll open up to you. So, I mean, obviously, I think there's more than a 10.9% chance that, that Auburn comes home with this. I think it's it's an uphill battle. Like, obviously, Bama Bama's Bama, and we're coming off of a tough season. But we're bringing in Hugh Freeze, who has beaten the devil – and um, if we make Hugh Freeze, Brother Hugh, and Nick Saban the devil. Um, but, yeah, we're bringing that in. It's in Jordan-Hare at the end of a season. I think if you go in with eight wins, like we've said here so many times that it's a real possibility, then you could easily pull off an upset under the lights in Jordan-Hare. Well, not under the lights. It's the Iron Bowl. But um, two thirty <laughs> points. Point stands. Two, we'll we'll beat them at two thirty. <laughs> I like it. Uh, if you were to go through the ranking, uh, go through the predictions real quick. Tar, me and you are currently at nine and two going to the Iron Bowl. <laughs> Daniel is chilling at seven and four. Going Daniel's to the, Iron the smart Bowl. one here. And Colin has Auburn at eight and three going into the mm. Iron Bowl. Mm. So Daniel, I'll let you say your piece. All right. Well, you know, this isn't me taking shots at the brothers here, but if you want sunshine pumping, you got it here, guys. I'm sorry. I got to be real with you. Probably not winning the Iron Bowl this year. You drop the 7-5. and You get to go to Nashville. Yeah! Who doesn't want to go to Nashville? You got a point. Let's go to Nashville. Twice in one season. Yeah. One of them a completed stadium. The other one will not be. <laughs> well, who knows what the state of Nissan will be at that point. Nissan being a completed stadium in the first place is an overrated sentence. Yeah, Daniel, you know, I I might not finish. I might not solidify my prediction until I finish my breakdown because I have gone back and forth and back and forth. And I try to play the neutral uh, middle ground here. Jermaine Burton's back. Kendrick Law is going to be stepping up into a bigger role. Ja'Cory Brooks. Um, there is experience on that offensive line. Jalen Milrow, I think, will be the quarterback at the beginning of the year. It may wind up being Tyler Buckner. I really don't know. I really just – I don't know. Dylan's shaking his head because he assumes it's, everything that ever comes Milrow. out of our mouth is – I'm just telling you it's Milrow. I'm telling you at this point of the year, it may not be Milrow. Buckner is third on that list. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, however you want to go about this. Know your enemy, man. Know your enemy. Yeah. Okay. Would you, would you just not take any freaking opportunity to belittle anybody else in the show? It is actually unreal. It is unbelievable. I was you just... noticing the same thing in January. No offense. We try hard, Dylan. We, we know you. <laughs> A lot of experience on 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 the defensive side of the ball for for, for Bama. I mean, if you look around, uh, senior, 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 transfer, senior, junior, graduate transfer, grad transfer, junior, senior. I, there is absolutely no reason that I should pick off and win the Iron Bowl. I, I think Alabama should win the SEC West. Um, I, I think that I, 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 I think that they've got the pieces where they probably should. I do. I think they lose LSU. Do I think LSU winds up winning the West? Yeah, I think that's that. Thing, that's probably going to wind up being my final end of the year prediction, like like we mentioned the other day. But it's going to come down to those two teams because they should be the primary 
excuse me, the predominant teams in the SEC West. All signs point to the University of Alabama winning this game. I have Auburn at 92 going in, which is absolutely just unequivocally false. It, they will probably be I, – I, I like eight and three better, um, and I don't know where the third loss comes from. But, damn it, I, I like Auburn to win the Iron Bowl. I really do. Um, and and, and I, I don't know why. I, I, I hate the fact that there's going to be a graphic come out that I said Auburn's going 10 and two. I really, really, really hate it. Um, this is certainly – one of those games that I, I said on the war report, I said on the war report and in, in my toss or loss that this is a loss because deep down in my brain of brains, I know that, that, Al, that, that Alabama should win this game. But in my heart of hearts, if Auburn walks into Jordan Hare stadium at two 30 on the, the final sec on CBS game in the history of possibly ever. And Alabama walks in and they, their season is on the line, whether or not they're going to go to the sec championship. Auburn has eight wins and Hugh freeze is on a freaking heater, eight or nine wins. Damn it. The Auburn Tigers winning the Iron Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Nick Saban is going to show that in the Alabama football facility tomorrow. And you're going to fire them up for the whole season. So great job. Great job. Here's the issue no, I have with Actually, Alabama. as long as I get the footage that I am the reason that I, I, the Alabama got like hyped up, if they like showed yeah. that on the big screen in the film that's, room, that's a peak, man. That's, that's they better peak. make sure that the watermark for the college loop is still in it. <laughs> yeah. They better all like, comment, subscribe as well. The problem I have with Alabama is the fact they did not hire the right guy at defensive coordinator. Is the fact that you hate them. <laughs> I also do not like them very much, uh, to the point where I will say I don't. I really hate them. Uh, but here's the thing. You fired I, – Pete Gordon left, meaning Nick Saban said, go to Ole Miss or you're getting fired. So Lane Kiffin ultimately didn't hire the right guy either because Pete Golding did what he did and basically took a bunch of great talent and made it a very bad defense. And that was the downfall of Alabama's defense. And then they went and hired the guy who just gave up 52 points to Middle Tennessee State not six months ago. And I just – something about this Bama – I think the defensive line is going to be a Bama defensive line. I think the linebacker core is going to be a little bit less than what we've seen. I think the DB room has names. Kool-Aid McKinstry I don't think is going to be this all SEC caliber defensive back. I think he is going off of name and name alone just because he's Alabama's primary defensive back. But he did nothing last year to really cement himself as a number one defensive back in – college football and I'm, I'm going past like Alabama history I'm going college football and that and he's working with Kevin Steele who I think has definitely fallen off since he tried to backdoor Gus Malzahn and going to the offensive side of the ball Jalen Milrow is going to be a starting quarterback has he developed I we don't know really what Tommy Reese is capable of he had one year at Notre Dame and then he got scooped up by by Nick Saban. And then in walks Tyler Buckner, who transferred to Alabama to be the third string quarterback for whatever reason, other than just to play another play for be a backup for his offensive coordinator again. Wide receiver core. This is the least talented Bama wide receiver core we have ever seen in the Nick Saban era. Jermaine Burton is not an all cal is not an SEC caliber wide receiver. He he had a great time at Georgia, but his time at Alabama has been nothing but disappointing. For anybody that's anybody that watches him, uh, his highlight was at the end of the Tennessee game, and that's really a low light. But that's all he's going to be remembered for whenever he leaves Alabama. Running backs are going to be, I think, running backs are going to be running backs at Alabama. It's a bunch of no name guys who end up being named guys because the offensive line is going to be really good. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? Don't we're not doing that? What? Alabama does have a history of, of good running backs. No, they do. That's why I'm saying that is there's not a Derrick Henry coming back. There's not a Mark Ingram returning. Okay. There's not a that's what I'm getting at. Jameer Gibbs like, went to the league. Yes, go on 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 the Like Jason McClellan might end up being the guy and being the dude at Alabama because the offensive line is really good. That's what Bama does, has done throughout the years, has turned guys who didn't really see a lot of experience or see a lot of playing time as much as the starting guy. But him coming back and being the star. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a key example of that. Right. Right there. Uh, Trip Richardson, after Eddie Lacy left, key example of that, or vice versa. I think it was Trent and Eddie, uh, both busts in the NFL. Uh, but Tar, you brought up that you 
have finally decided that Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl. I've had. I've decided that Auburn can win the Iron Bowl. <laughs> so, Tara, you've predicted that Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl and the That's national the championship. Gra- and the sure. national championship. So, yeah. and this is going to be a great segment of <laughs> Tara and Dylan share a brain. Because even though you said you just did this, I've been I've had Auburn as the favorite in the Iron Bowl for a long time now. Uh, yeah, as soon years, as right? uh, yes, every year <laughs> I do believe Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl. But going into a season with a first-year head coach, and I, I guess I've just been told by myself and everyone else countless times that this just screams 2013. Just screams 2013. Auburn's going to win a game they shouldn't. And I already predicted all the other games. And the games that they shouldn't win, I've already counted as losses. This is the game that Auburn shouldn't win that they are going to win. I think Auburn is going to win the Iron Bowl in 2023 in the first year of Hugh Freeze's tenure. And he'll get his third win over Nick Saban. Yeah, that's a great point to end the show right <laughs> here as we round out an hour. Colin, did you predict? Um, I don't know. I, I was too afraid to say we'd lose because, you know, I like Auburn um, and hate Bama, but it's just – it's a tough matchup. Like you said, the the running backs and offensive line and where that that is going to be Auburn's weakness is protecting against the run this season. It just doesn't look like a great matchup, but anything can happen in Jordan Hare. But I do think uh, Bama will take this one. Never yeah, thought I'd say that. You're – you got you and Daniel are going to be so much more right than me. Ten and two supremacy. I, I let I let Dylan Lark gaslight me all season, which means we need to Colin. You need to tell people where to find you. Love you, support you. We got to get out of here. Yeah, you can you can find me. Love me, support me. Um, just follow my Twitter, my X um, at Byersdorf Colin B E Y E R S D O R F Colin. Daniel Lock. Oh. You can have me on X at Daniel J. Locke or Twitter or threads at Daniel Locke 121 or the oh, gram at uh, Daniel, no. Locke. You know, I post a lot of good photos there when you can see my handsome face <laughs> and uh, the fun adventures I get up to. Um, you can check out my written work for 1819 News. I'm your credentialed member of the Auburn Media over there. Lots of cool stuff coming out this week. Or for the Auburn Daily Sports Illustrated Span Nation property covering your Auburn Tigers. Same thing with the Atlanta Braves for Braves today. Working hard over there and um, looking forward to this weekend. I know you're busting your chops. I'm Harrison Tarr, at by Harrison Tarr on the bird, app, X app, whichever you want to do, redirects like Dylan always says. Also at by Harrison Tarr on threads. If you want to come hang out over there, that'd be great. Try to get the get the community rolling over there, the loopers in that, in that department. If you're watching the YouTube stream, Make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, drop your comments. We need to hear your predictions. We need to hear your hot takes. Want to hear your favorite tailgating activity. Want to hear what you're looking forward to the most about being back in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn football is so close, you can damn near taste it. And we are so, so appreciative for for all of you guys that have have stuck with us from the jump, from the get-go, that have been with us through the dog days of summer, getting getting to this point. And this week has been a total blast. Uh, Next time you guys see us, will be on the live stream to Trump all live streams. You don't want to be anywhere else other than the College Loop YouTube channel on Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central, right after Tiger Talk. Absolutely listen to to Andy and Brad and hang out over on uh, Tiger, Tiger Talk. Great content. I'll be listening. But then hop over here to the College Loop live stream and let's talk some Auburn ball. Let's preview the season. And we've got a star-studded lineup. Dylan, let's get out of here. I'm stoked. Stoked for tomorrow night. I am too, man. That live stream is going to be so fun. And just, I guess we do. We need to remind everybody who's going to show up because I, I think, I think everyone's. I think it's worth it for everybody. Sure. We're going to have John Conley, our Group of Five expert, coming on. We're going to have Vince Wolfram talking about Robbie Ashford in the quarterback room. We're going to have Ike from the War Report talking about some breakout players. We got Mike G talking about the receiver room because you know he loves him some Jay Fair. We got Dustin from Uptempo talking about the front seven. We got Blake from Uptempo talking about the DBs. Jacob Hillman's going to be with the freaking stat leaders. Uh, Jacob Waters, top five most important games. And then you have Zach Carr doing the floor and ceiling for Auburn. And then the rest of the show is up to y'all. Your, your up questions. To y'all at home. 
And it's all up to y'all at home to decide how we're going to spend that last 20 minutes together. If we just want to sit in silence, we'll do that too. Why not? Play the quiet game. But, exactly. But yeah, I'm hey, doing a lot of I'm glad to. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be Taylor Swift. What I'm about right. a giant I'm game? Doing not... What about a giant game of heads up seven up? Yo. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I'm Dylan Lark at your boy the tank on Twitter. If you're looking for it, it's just right there. And of course, if you want to go down in the description, it's right there as well. If you don't want to try to screenshot and copy and paste it from your phone. And of course, you also have me on Instagram at Dylan Lark, D Y L A N L A R C K. And of course, if you want to follow us here on the college, we'll be having us right here on YouTube. Where you like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your predictions for the Iron Bowl, leave your season record predictions. And who do you think? is going to be quarterback by week six. And what is your Taco Bell order? And what is your Taco yes. Bell order as well? Uh, and, of course, you want to follow us on every, any social media. You have us there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. And, of course, again, right here on the YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe. Cannot stress that enough. We're going at an exponentially high rate, and I am loving it. And, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, I mean, look at Tar. I completely get it. I wouldn't want to look at that either. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, and you can go listen to the show there. And with all of that being said, War Eagle, me and Tar say we're going nine, 10 and 2. So remember that. And this has been the College Loop Podcast. Mm-hmm.